Unclaimed Band, show 118. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and today our guests are Sumo Psycho. How y'all doing? We're doing great. Thanks, Sean. How's it going, man? It's going good today. It's a lovely Saturday. I say that with sarcasm as I look at cloudy skies, but... You know, any day your breathing's good. Uh, I'm glad you guys were able to, uh, first off, I want to say glad you can to join us. I'm also very happy that you submitted for the Reverb Nation. Um, it's a great way for us to find bands that we normally wouldn't be able to get access to. And uh, Thanks for having us. Oh, oh trust me. My, my crew, we take a look, we review all the bands, and we saw you guys, and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we have to have them for this show. So, Wicked, wicked. I appreciate that. So what, before we get really into the nitty-gritty of everything, let's, um, let's let everybody listen to uh, some of your songs, music, see what you're all about. Uh, what are we going to play for everybody? Yeah, this is our uh, track called Fighter off of our new album called Lost in Psycho City. Okay, this is Fighter. Anybody tell you I'm a fighter? Want to start a fire on the lighter? Think you burn brighter, burn brighter. Never tire, did they tell you I'm a fighter?
That was Fighter. Can you um, introduce yourselves and tell us what you do in the band? Yeah. Well, uh, hello, everyone. I am Sever, a.k.a. Sky Sweetnum, and I'm the lead vocalist in Sumo Psycho. And I am Matt Drake, uh, the guitar player for Sumo Psycho, uh, and I produce the work. Cool. Guys, tell me just a little bit about that song. Ah, well, that song... uh, is kind of we wrote it a little bit of a different way than uh, Matt and I typically write together. Usually Matt is the mastermind producer writer in the studio and comes up with a a crazy track and then uh, will like send it to me and then I'll do all the lyrics and melody and then we'll take it from there and go back and forth. But this time we actually just had like this riff and um, Matt and I sat in the studio together and kind of built the song around the the riff and the kind of the lead lyric fighter so it ended up being like one of our favorite songs off the record so we maybe should try that technique a little more often but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah we're really excited about it it's going to be our uh follow-up single after the one currently right now so um yeah we're really excited to get out there and the fans have been really reacting well to it so yeah we dig it well, you say you did this one different. How do you how do you guys normally you know do the writing process? What's that like for uh, the band? I mean, it's still it wasn't it's like it wasn't like completely different. She's exaggerating. What <laughs> basically what it is is that I come up with some wacky riffs because as much as I want to keep us somewhat commercial, I also we just like our psycho side to us, and we want to be so it's kind of like a fine line of fence of finding the right riff that we think is really rocking, but not so heard before. And then once I get that, she usually comes up with a vocal idea. And so it kind of takes me a while by myself before I kind of give her my ideas. And she kind of likes to be right in there. And sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work for me, but that one, we were right in there with each other the whole time and kind of just going at it. And it really worked out really awesome that way. But we don't, it's not like we try. It's not like you, it's like you're fight. You're like ratting me out like being a <laughs> jerk or something. I was like, so not. It's like she and I just, we, we just have this, I have this way that sometimes I like just be alone for a couple of some riffs. And then you come in and you just show me this great thing over top of it. I think that works well too though. You know? Yeah, no, I think that as, <laughs> as writers, sometimes you do need to have your space with the track by yourself. Like when I write lyrics, I don't necessarily like somebody staring at me from the other side of the room like, okay, what's the brilliant lyric? Yeah, like you're looking at you like, okay, get it done. Yeah. Now. So <laughs> or any kind of emotion you have and put it on people right now. Yeah, like I like to take it away and like have it in my headphones while I'm like walking around the city or, you know, spending my days just le- like driving, listening to the track, living with it, and then coming up with stuff. So but this one came fast. This right? one came fast. Yeah. It was like on the spot, which is like, Oh, that's, what, that's what I'm trying that's to get across. It, 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 it took a little fast. It was faster because we were both in there at the same time rather than us kind of going our separate ways and, right. and living with the track for a while, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, now I understand. So I know you guys formed in 2011. So tell me, how did, how did the band all come together? 
Well, um, I was a solo artist before I started Sumo Psycho, and I met Matt and the bass player Ken through uh, the music scene doing my solo work, and they played uh, with me and my band as, like, backup and my backing band, and uh, I got to know them obviously really well, and through the years, they definitely influenced me in the world of rock and roll and educated me about their favorite acts and about music in general, and um, and Matt had was blossoming into a fine producer, and... Uh, oh, you're so nice. Yeah, I watched him when he got his, like, first laptop and, like, his first Pro Tools rig, and started like you know working on the road with it and now he's got like his full studio and he's really awesome so um thank you look at this yeah so nice what's up with this love right now <laughs> i'm loving this so yeah so now that he had his own like studio and could produce really well i thought you know what let's collaborate and let's do something different and fun and i was kind of over doing pop music after i'd been kind of doing that for you know a good but seven or eight years. You're over it because we we are a bit pop still. Like I like to think that we still. I guess the pop, side. the pop solo. You just want to rock more. That's all. It's just like crazier rock. Oh it's yeah. Still crazy. <laughs> Your other records were crazy. When you were doing solo stuff. It was still crazy. It wasn't typical pop. It was like crazy pop. It was like strange. All we did was take it really strange this way, like way more hardcore. I think you still pop a bit. I don't think you should say you didn't want to do it. You're good at that. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> We're just like you're trying having to right now? We're having our own interview right now. Like, okay, we'll yeah, so, anyway, to get on with that story, so yeah. Matt and, and me and Ken and all had all worked together before, and Matt and I started working together on new songs and this more rocky, psycho side of our, our musical taste. And once we started getting a few songs together, we definitely thought, okay, like this could turn into more than just like a few writing sessions. This should be like a band. And so we started thinking of who we could ask. We asked our, our buddy Legs. Uh, this is his nickname. His name is Ryan Luger, and he's um, now playing with the band Every Time I Die on Warp Tour. But he was playing with us for a while, and then once he had gotten the gig with Every Time I Die, we found this kid named Andy, who is. Uh, Young guy, a little green in the music scene, but has the talent and um, definitely an ace on the drums. So recruited him, and we've been with him for over a year or two. Seems like time flies so quick. But, yeah, so he's been in the band for the last couple of years, and, um, and yeah, and that's, that's Sumo Psycho for you, and we've been going strong ever since. So, so I, yeah, I mean, you've already a, a answered the question about what kind of music you were playing beforehand, but obviously there's a degree of difference there. You feel it was more poppy, and Matt, you still feel she still kind of does the pop thing. But, uh, I, I mean, I love what, what you guys do. I Thank you for sending me the link so I could hear everything. Um, yeah, no, we, we tend to think that our music is like, it has the pop hooks, but they're disguised as, as a metal song. Well, I like, like, I like <laughs> pop. It's just, I'm like, I'm really, really picky about what pop it is. So it's like every, you know, if I turn on a radio station and I'm hearing like a, you know, your Virgin Radio or one of these stations, like I feel like a lot of times I'm just hearing what I consider not great pop. And I get it's considered great pop commercially. It's self-bound to young teenagers, but some of it just sounds so repetitive to me, I guess. Yes. Or kind of but then there's some great pop that bounces out. I'm, you know, like, like I think was it 
Justin Timberlake's last record that had all the live band stuff. Just fucking, there's some really good stuff there. Like, so there is those great guys that come out with stuff. So I just felt like when Sky came to me and went, let's do this heavy thing, I went, we can do it really heavy. We can go so extreme, but as long as you kind of give us these great hooks and keep it in that commercial pop world a bit and we don't go so extreme that it's hard to listen to i think that a lot of people can really listen to this if they kind of spend a few minutes with it don't get too freaked out when you first hear a double bass drum you know but <laughs> once, once you kind of once you kind of listen to it for a little bit you start going like whoa there's a lot to this there's a lot more dynamic what we're trying to create with this record than just being like a punk band or a heavy band that's to me there's this dynamic we've been trying to create and i think it's starting to work i think that record i think we're pretty proud of it no yeah mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think anyway, I, start, I'll no, just start talking. Let me go, and I'll just fucking all this talk talk. Sorry, man. Just wind you up. I'll, I'll be over in the corner here. <laughs> Let me know what you're done. Uh, no, I think you guys, uh, you guys really, really do achieve it. It doesn't sound, um, you know, atypical of of either genres, in my my opinion. You know what I mean? It's certainly not too yeah, poppy, yeah. and it's not so unaccessible that it's like, okay, unless I'm gonna you know, like bang my head up and down for you know like the next hour and, and not look at anybody, not see anything. But I think that, um, I think that, that, that it, it's very accessible to, to everybody. And, and that's what I really that's liked cool. about it. That's what really drew us to, to the band. Cause like, you know, like, unfortunately when you look at, um, look, especially the things like that, where it'll say like, you know, the, someone will put like the t- type of music they do and it fits into that box. And some bands do, do fit to that box. You guys, you guys don't really, I mean, you do, but it's, it's kind of, it's too accessible to be pegged as one type of music. And that's, that's what yeah. I really liked about it. So cool. I mean, not yeah. for those bands out there that are pegged to one type. Don't get me wrong. Don't, don't send hate mail. But, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> thank I, you, though. We appreciate all the compliments, man. It's just a love fest here, isn't it? Just, oh, my God. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask your um, your new album that came out in June, Lost in Psycho City. Before this, you guys had released uh, signals, in, you know, digitally as you were going along. And I think only like one song is on the on is I guess you guys redid it or you put it on the album. But what was the switch for that? I mean, what was the. The, uh, why did why did you say hey let's go make a full record now? Yeah, well we had a lot. I guess the the obvious question that a lot of fans ask when they're into a band is when do records coming out or like when you know when do I get the full length and and every time we were kind of like oh well we don't know if we're gonna put out a full length and we were kind of really happy with the idea of every couple months we would have something new to share and because we were such an online band about online presence and we made our own videos, it seemed to be kind of like a fun uh, way of releasing music, of make a song, come up with a cool video, and put it out there, and then do the same the next month, and just kind of keep going like that. Uh, But the system still kind of works and supports records as far as, like, getting reviews. Like, it's harder to get a review on a single than it is to send away for an album. Mm. And same with, like, even in the industry, if we were talking to promoters or management and everybody was like, so where's your record? You know, that's the kind of the obvious question. So the fans wanted it. We meet, we felt we needed, like, a, an actual hard copy because everything was released digitally. We just got sick of hearing people say, what are you guys making a record? Yeah. That's what it came down to. Okay. So we, we yeah. just decided, you know what, let's do it. And we took the year to make it. And More than a year, I think, wasn't that really? Well, the songs, some of the songs, actually, one of the songs on the record was the first song we ever wrote. Yeah. Uh, that's been kind of hanging in the background for all these years that we finally recorded on the record. But, like, a good year of, of uh, we didn't release any singles, and we just kind of focused on, on producing the album and 
and uh, we're really happy with it now and we're kind of glad that we did it kind of like almost like everyone is pushing us in that direction and we you know to come to it and then realize okay maybe this was a great idea yeah, it's been cool like people seem to be really you know into it and enjoying it and it's made us kind of hungrier to like we always kind of want to keep putting stuff out but it made it made me hungrier to make more songs quicker so that's here we are again working on new demos already <laughs> for a second one kind of thing so it's i guess we're pretty hungry lately because it's been fun playing rock music together and doing our thing well that's that's great i mean i've i've seen uh, i've seen bands who who used to release um the reason I asked about it was because there are bands that release the you know records, EPs, and then now they're starting to trend to release individual signals to try to keep doing that thing like where their names constantly being put in out there with something new. But you know, I I had really never thought about the whole idea of uh, someone um, needing really a record to get reviewed as opposed to a single, and that's that's very interesting. I um I mean I think either way, you know, will work depending on what the band does with it you guys being very online presence very you know with your music videos and 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 everything else like that i could see how you know releasing individual signals would work for you but also you're right yeah everybody wants to know when's the record coming out when's the record coming out so uh i you know i'm glad that it's working both ways for you and that you that you enjoy it um like i said it's very interesting because i i i had not seen too many people i've seen people switch the opposite way not going going to the record type of deal so um Speaking, you know, with the music videos, I got to tell you, uh, looking at all nine of them, they're like all like little movies. I think you've only got one that's like under four minutes. Uh, you know, they're all <laughs> all there, and and they're great. Uh, you know, reading that you that you guys do these on a shoestring budget and all that, um, I couldn't tell to be quite honest with you. I think that they're you know they're they're done very well. They're they're put together very well. They're edited very well. Uh, a lot of times, videos that have a, a theme or a story behind them kind of get lost in the editing. But I, I think that does uh, that's great. And you guys do this all yourself, correct? Yeah, a hundred percent. You called it like a shoestring budget. We don't even call that. There wasn't even a shoestring. <laughs> there wasn't even a shoestring. No shoestring. We don't have shoestrings. It's, 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 it's a string, like... no shoe, right? That type of deal. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. I've always really been into YouTube and um. And I knew that, that videos and so many kids these days find their music through YouTube and discover new bands through YouTube. And we figured that once you have each song its own video, it kind of gives the song a little bit more attention. People, it doesn't become one of those like lost tracks that like, you know, you make an album and the singles get all the attention and then there's these songs that kind of like get lost in the shuffle. Like I like to make sure that each of our songs get its own kind of video, its own attention and we do our own marketing campaign for each video when we release it and put out posters and hype up the kids online. And so we really, we really think that works well as a marketing tool. And, uh, I just kind of taught myself and Matt's been, you know, really, um, a big part of the concepts and helping me pull these things off. But it's really just getting a bunch of our friends who are willing to be tortured and put in weird costumes and, and uh, giving them some free food and beer and and then having a good time and, and figuring out how to make it happen. And we kind of work around, sometimes we just work around, oh, my gosh, I found this really cool location and it's got a lot of production value, so let's come up with a, a video concept around that or we'll uh, build our own sets. Um, in our studio here, it's like an... Uh, a I build the set. She makes me build the set. She tells me, I want this set, and I go and build it. Yeah, we have a cool studio here that's uh, like an old church that's been converted. So 
the upstairs of the church is like just one big kind of construction room and we have all these random props that we've collected from like yard sales or somebody's some friend has some junk and we're like oh cool we could turn that into something cool for a music video and and we build these sets and come up with like cool concepts and do the videos so yeah it's it's been fun (laughs) i i think uh wow you know uh I loved all of them, I and and all that. And now that I know it's on a string budget as opposed to a shoestring, that makes it even more <laughs> impressive. You know. Oh, thanks, John. I, I got to ask. I was reading in the in the bio you sent over it, and and I'm gonna quote this. It says, um, "Sumo Psycho's video for Interceptor was featured on YouTuber Ray William jo- Johnson's channel with over five million views after Sever hit her head on a ceiling fan during the video shoot." So yeah. So did he? Was it taking pity? Was it a blood thing? I mean, I looked at the video and I don't recall seeing you hitting your head on the ceiling fan, and I might have missed it. But <laughs> okay. So what happened was we were filming behind the scenes while we were filming the video Interceptor, and uh, during we had two nights and we were shooting in this house and we had it for two days, and halfway through like the first day of shooting, the first evening. Uh, while we were running B-roll, uh, I hit my head on a ceiling fan by accident. I was leaning over the balcony. And if you Google on our YouTube channel, girl hit with ceiling fan, or I think if you just Google it in general, our video should come up. And it, it was like perfect karma. Yeah. It was, it, I basically was shouting at the band, hey, fuckers. And I leaned over the balcony and this. And and the ceiling fan literally hit me in the head. Knocked me clean out. I was on my back with blood dripping all over my face, and we were supposed to film this music video. So I went to the hospital that night, got seven stitches, and came back and filmed the rest of the music video. So basically, Ray William Johnson on his channel, he has this video, you can Google it, called Number One Fan on uh, Ray William Johnson's uh, channel. And he, in that video, he features our blooper reel of me getting hit in the head with the ceiling fan and then uh kind of gives props to the band because what we did is after the after the injury video that we posted we basically posted a direct link to the music video so anyone searching like you know accidents well, or, everybody loves it everybody searches that stuff and some people wouldn't think to search obviously our band if they don't know about us so we kind of used it as an interesting way to get people to get into the band after seeing that the accident video and go okay well you saw the accident now let's see the music video that it makes sense though like if you get clipped by a ceiling fan and get knocked the fuck out you <laughs> definitely should use it for promo like yeah. that is like might as well make it useful right like yeah. you got a bunch of stitches in your face it was caught on film you got to put it out there people look at it it's like a you know a train wreck you can't help but look at this stuff and it causes people talking so we just thought why not the footage just go to waste and yeah, but if you look at, like, the music video, like, halfway through the music video, I started wearing this hairstyle where half of my face was covered with my hair. That's because there were the stitches right there for the, for the second oh. half. And the second day we filmed, my whole face kind of swelled up a little bit. And, I mean, most people won't be able to notice completely, but I can notice you just because I know my face. It. And I'm like, okay, that, that, was, that shot was done before I got hit. That shot was done after I got hit. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Talk about suffering for your art. But it helps, like, realistically, Ray doing that gave us a bunch of new views and a bunch of people checking out the band. It kind of helped us, actually. It didn't hurt at all. 
No. <laughs> well, I'm sure, except for the ceiling fans. <laughs> Although it did hurt. Actually, literally, it did hurt, right? So, so uh, what are you planning for the next video? Severed toe, uh, you know, broken leg? <laughs> yeah, we joke that we should uh, fake injury videos at all of our video shoots from now on to get more attention. But Everything has to do with body parts. We just we just kind of tried to introduce our one of our songs, Cry Murder, to radio and guy had this weird idea of putting severed fingers in boxes and sending them to the radio, radio guys. So all these radio people will be getting these severed fingers in boxes. Too. You know, that's a great idea that you'll definitely get talked about. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's very funny. But actually, uh, we, we do know what's, our next video is going to be for Crime Murder. We already did a lyric video for it. Um, mm-hmm. So we're supposed to have the Crime Murder video done soon and then kind of move on, but I guess we're shooting more of it tomorrow, actually. Yeah. We're doing more shooting tomorrow. So hopefully in the next – tomorrow and maybe through the week, we might be able to wrap that up and then start editing it and have it out in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Oh, that's great. That's great. I, I – I'm that was the, the other thing I was going to ask is even though you've, you know, you've done the record, you plan on continuing to do the videos, but, you, yeah, you've, you've answered that one. So that's cool. Um, so well, what's really hard – I'll tell you what's really hard is trying to make them better than each other, right? Because like, not that they're like – this is definitely not an ego thing. Yeah, it is, actually. It's a little bit of an ego thing. It's <laughs> a concept that we like to film. I love filming. Sky and I like, love to go at it and try to make these little mini movies. So as much as we have no budget, we're just like, what can we do? What angles can we use? What tricks can we use to make this cool? So then when they do finish, kind of come, come up, especially the last two, I felt like Ugly and Go, Go, Go really started like coming together as these cool video vibes. That, and I, I mean, all of them have this kind of something, but... I just keep going like, what are we going to do next or how are we going to do it next without having any kind of a budget to make it as strong at least. Maybe not the, the, they're perfect, but at least strong as the net, the ones that we've already put out. So that people aren't going, yeah, that was okay, but I liked this one more. Like I always want us to go like, how can we get better, you know? So hmm. this will be interesting to see how this one looks when we're done. No, I mean, I, I totally understand. I mean, e- ego stuff aside, I mean, you know, I think that <laughs> in all seriousness, I, you know, I joke too, but – uh. I, I think that doing something with a um, uh, on a on a really really low budget as far as cost wise, okay, not as in appearance, and making it look great and finding different ways to do it, um, you know that that's the challenge in itself, right right there. That's part of it, and you know because you right. don't want it to look cheap, and, it, and these don't these don't look cheap at all. They look great. Um, we appreciate that. That's Sever. A lot of that's the editing and knowing her post work well. She knows how to do a lot of the good post stuff that we don't. And uh, I'm always bugging her. We got to do this and got to do that. And she's like, dude, do you know that's going to take me like three fucking months to do that? Like, and I'm like, no, we got to do that. So I, we always have, I have to work around how how much she can get done as well. But uh, she's really good at doing post work. That's for sure. Figuring out effects and stuff, trying to make it look really professional. What's well, it's always the attention to details, and you guys certainly are doing that. I, I I've seen a couple bands that I know that that you know they put all this money into hiring a crew and they put this video together and it looks beautiful and it's a great video. But because they've blown all that money on the one video, they can't they can't do what you guys are doing. I don't even know if they can approach it. And the other part of that too is that it's a lot of like what you you know you guys handle not only you know the idea, the story, the concept, but you handle all the editing and everything afterwards. A lot a lot of people, unfortunately, I don't know that they have the patience to go learn and do that stuff. Uh, sadly, yeah, we have 
fans should, though. Nowadays, uh, like, editing programs and cameras are a lot cheaper to get higher quality than they used to be, like, 10 years ago. So, And, and if you start practicing and you really do start, like, really just Googling things, because you can really learn. A lot of it, I think that it comes down to motivation. Just, like, do you have the balls to get off the couch when you're not playing a show or when you're not trying to be a rock star? Do you have the balls to get up on a fucking Saturday afternoon and go and shoot something, even though nobody's paying for it and having no big company going like oh you guys are the next big thing we got to do this like it's all about do we have a motivation do we love doing it enough to go out and build these things without having that that drive you know the drive is there but it's not motivated by you know somebody else uh, it's, that's not easy for bands i think and and we're real good at that that's one thing i'm really happy about is that we love to do it so yeah oh right. that's, that's definitely definitely very evident and you're absolutely right there are a lot of bands out there that um, sadly won't get off the couch they They've already got the rock star mentality, and, you know, they were just formed a month ago, so. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure it's changing. Like, I get, I'm sure if you're, if you're a younger, really young band, especially, I bet, like, like a, I think we were seeing that metal band that's, like, eight, eight, like in grade eight, and they just got signed. Didn't you show yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like, these are, you know, these are young kids that are all they're out there, and I'm sure there's, like, crazy young musicians that they're paying attention more of the media. It's that, like, middle ground bands that are, like, 25-plus that if they don't join the, the way the world works now and they just they get the wrong attitude or, or those bands that don't want to sit at their tent and meet the fans. Instead, they want to sit on the bus and just, you know, do a little signing at, you know, for one hour at some point and, yep. you know, every fan to meet them for two seconds instead you know, this day and age, you got to get out. You got to spend time. Like Sky, when we played, we played Warped Tour on July fourth, was it? Mm-hmm. And Sky was sitting there from like nine in the morning till like nine at night because that's the way it is. It's not about being uh, hard to reach. It's about being easier to reach. And we want to meet kids. And I think that's the when bands get that mentality, it's going to be way smarter for them and easier for them to get bigger. That's for sure. Yep, yep. Now you got it right. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we uh, take pause here and uh, listen to another song for everybody um what are we going to hear this time right so this is our current uh, single we're working right now called cry murder take a listen hope you guys like it all right
right, that was crime murder. Uh, what's the best way for everybody to reach you guys and keep in touch? What are all your outlets? What's coming up? Yeah, so we have our official website is sumopsycho.com, and we spell our band name S-U-M-O-C-Y-C-O, and all of our social medias are slash sumopsycho. So we're on the Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and just slash sumopsycho, S-U-M-O-C-Y-C-O, or handle sumopsycho, S-U-M-O-C-Y-C-O. We picked the band name specifically because we could get all the URL handles with our band name (laughs) perfectly spelled out without having to... You know, do Sumo Psycho Band on one social network and then Sumo Psycho Music on another. We wanted us to be really easy to find online. So, S-U-M-O-C-O-I-C-O, Google us, or the first thing that comes up. Even if you spell Psycho the right way, you still have the first thing that comes up. We did it on purpose. We really did. So, when people make fun of our weird band name to us, we're like, hey, it's easy for people to find. That's just the real truth. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. People make fun of it? I I mean... So uh, we make fun of it. Okay. We make fun of it because it's like we really we I we like it. We totally like it. I but guess we just it, didn't really. Expect- there never was a moment I think that we all all the band members said this is our band name. It was like a temporary band name that kind of turned into our actual band. Yeah, name. it was like when Sky <laughs> came to me, we had this weird weird name for it while we were writing, just so we had it, and then it just kind of stuck, right? So yeah. Now we're down with it, but we just there is some like I think when. I tell people about it and say that haven't heard about us or haven't been paying attention. If I go, oh, yeah, we're, we're, they go, what kind of band or what's it called? I go, oh, we're in this band, Sumo Psycho. They kind of do this, like, one eyebrow raises. So, you know, it's one of those things, so I always make jokes about it. But I'm quite proud of it. I think we're still really cool, and I think it works. You know? Oh, yeah. it, it definitely works, and I, I love the way, um, like, in the video, especially – with Interceptor, the way that, like, you know, everything was sumo and psycho were tied into so many different things from the news broadcast to the soda and all that. I mean, I, yeah. I think it works. Uh, yeah, it, we love doing stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I wanted to ask, with, as busy as you guys have been, uh, playing a warp tour, playing scene, uh, Indie Week up in Canada, where you guys were the, the winners in 2013, you're going to be playing it again. And, and all that. What's been like one of the biggest and your tour over in the UK, Ireland, like out of, and this is for each one of you, what, what's what been like the one where you went like, wow, this is just boom, incredible. Like, oh man, we've had a bunch of those actually lately. That we yeah. Really I think, I mean, I mean, it'll always get better. Hopefully. Yeah. I think I got to say like my, Ireland show that... yeah, my top one, I guess I was, I was really unexpected. I grew, it, I was like, flabbergasted and I'm just flabbergasted right now while I'm talking to you because I can't say my words out. <laughs> All I'm saying is that when we won Indie Week, we were not expecting it. Like, uh, the show that they put on in Toronto had like nine nine of the top bands that were international bands that were chosen from across Canada competing. It was like the best indie music um, out there in Canada and, and a lot of international acts as well. And the, the caliber of the type of playing at that, like, last competition was crazy, and it's all different genres as well, so I did not expect to win, and then when you win and they hand you, like, a bunch of microphones and tell you you're going to and Ireland, and I was, like, drinking because I didn't want to be so <laughs> nervous that I wasn't going to win or was I going to win, and it was just, like, I think sometimes when you, the, you know, the adrenaline's pumping and, like, you're waiting the whole night to, like, find out, it just was a really cool experience really to be like show. that, you know, you know that you kind of like. And we were going uh, to Ireland, right? Yeah. You know, until to find out that you're getting 
a bunch of money because you're going to Ireland. So it's like they're going to pay for a full trip there and hotels for three or four shows they set up for us. Yeah. And the Ireland show, the last one we played, was pretty hot, too. That was yeah. super back. They, they, did a, they, they did an amazing job in the week for us, that's for sure. That was a good one. Exhilarating, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it pretty was exhilarating. Good. But it's hard because our first show we ever played was we played a big um, a venue out here in Toronto uh, called Sound Academy. And there was about a 1,000 kids there to see a band called Hollywood Undead. And we opened up for them, and that was our first show. And so it was a pretty awesome show for. It was like we threw ourselves right into Yeah, we fire. threw ourselves. <laughs> we threw ourselves into like a pretty amazing show, the first show we ever did. So every show is, is going to be hard to top that in the first place. But I think we did that with Indie Week and going overseas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great time. Yeah. Wow, that's that's incredible. And you guys are going to go back and play again this year, right? Yeah, so, yeah, basically they invite the winner act to come in and do kind of like a headline thing or be involved in some shows, so we're going to be doing some in October with them. Yeah, we just uh, actually were over at the Indie Week headquarters yesterday just doing a video talking about how bands should really submit to, to be part of this festival because we honestly didn't think that we had a chance to win, and they ended up sending us to Ireland, and we ended up doing like a whole like UK tour because of it, so... If uh, bands are willing to make the trip to to compete in Toronto, uh, it's definitely worth it because we 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 didn't think we were gonna win and we ended up having this awesome experience. So that's no, that's great. That's incredible. People, yeah, they should always put in. You should never to never count yourself out. Uh, that's for you know every band out there, not you guys, but uh, you know, well, too. But do you guys do you guys have you played in the United States at all yet, or do you plan on it? No, well, I have had experience playing there with my solo project. So Matt and I have been across the states a few times playing music, but not with Sumo Psycho. And that's one of our main priorities is after we realized, you know, we put this independent tour together out in the U.K., and we were like, um, this is probably a lot more expensive than just playing in the states, which are our neighbors that would be, like, easy to drive through, drive to, and you know, so we, we're like, that's definitely got to be in the plans of the future. So some of it's booking. We book, basically like we book and manage ourselves too, right? Like there really is nobody else during the ship but you and I. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and, and the rest of the guys, the other guys in the band help us like crazy, but we really, it's not like we're not looking, but we're really, we want to be picky about who works with us instead of just some random cat. We want to trust somebody. So we've had enough experience that we like doing what we do by ourselves. So booking something like that isn't as easy. So we kind of, our main thing is, is we've been putting out feelers looking for an agent or somebody that's comfortable that we feel comfortable with their trust that wants to work with us and put us through the States. I think we're kind of trying to work something out for late October. Now we're hoping yeah. But I, I never say it's 100% because I think it has to make sense instead of us just cramming in a van and hoping to go play somewhere on a Wednesday night and it's going to pack in. Like yeah, Everything has yeah. to make sense. It has to make sense. So it's not like we don't want to. We're dying to go to the States. So yeah, we do have a lot of fans in the States. It's just a priority. Like, to figure we're, out a bit more. we're being asked all the time by fans in all different states across America, like, okay, when are you coming here? When are you coming there? And, you know, we'd love to go everywhere, but it's just, you know, right planning and being financially able to do it that'll come soon but we're kind of taking baby steps right now and i think we're doing some more canadian dates uh this fall and then we're hoping the next step will be this state so oh that'd be great that was kind of a selfish question for myself being in the states yeah. so, yeah. no that's okay we'd love to our like we're dying to like that's the real thing we're 
we're just not one of those bands that wants to hide it or play the smoke and mirror games of, oh yeah, we're hoping to do this or we're going to do that. Or like yeah. when it comes down to where we make barely any money, we survive as a band and we do it well by being smart. So to me, I'm always like, we've got to be a little more careful than just let's go book our own shows there and go have fun. Like let's make sure that this makes sense all the time. So we're trying to work one out right now and it's definitely going to be a priority though. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. Um, now I, obviously when I, when we called in, I know you guys are working on new material and I saw, saw that, um, you're working with uh, Brian. If I mess up his name, please don't kill me. Moncars. Did I say that? Moncars. Right? Moncars. Yeah. Um, you got it. So you guys are working on new material, and you just released an album in June. Do you have like an idea of what you're going to be doing with this? Is it another full record? You're going to release singles, and and if so, when? Yeah. Well, I mean, this one just came out, so I I know we'll we'll probably spend a good year promoting this one, but hopefully it won't be more than a year, and we'll have another one out. I have album. a bit of a plan. What's that, your plan, Drake? It's nothing major. <laughs> You're just like, hey, why don't you fill me in before <laughs> you start talking, dude? Uh, it's, you know what? My plan is to definitely have the second record written. That's, like, soon. Like, in the next six months, I want it finished so that we're ready to attack when we want to with it. But in the meantime, I really feel like while we're promoting the videos and doing that, I think we're going to do a couple, like, like oddball songs that we might just release for free online just to keep people just even more excited. Oh. So, or a couple covers, like eccentric covers. I've just been going around in my head. I think I want to play around with some things. I always want to release and I always want our, our fans to get some free stuff from us so that they feel uh, that they care about supporting us when we really do need it kind of thing. You know, they helped donate to us when we were going to UK and, they helped a lot. Like they really did. They covered our van expenses. They covered a ton of money for us. It was really helpful. Oh, that's very cool. So like, yeah, yeah. So I'd like to give some some, some stuff. With give back. Yeah. Point. yeah. That well, would be one of our points. Well, that that leads me into uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you um, before we wrap this up. Um, what do you? What would you like to say to your fans? Anything? Oh yeah. The, you guys are. <laughs> completely aboard with us the whole way and thank yeah. god because it's been helpful that's for sure yeah no our fans are awesome they they take part in so many different things that we have going on online they help promote the band they're more than just fans they're like a family to us online and and it's it's crazy like even in the when we came to uh uk you know we were we're a canadian band we've never been there before but like there was so much support. Everyone brought their friends out. Like other bands really. Support other bands supported us. Up. Like you know, and I think it's so important to be part of a community and like all support music in general. And our fans are. We had fans flying in. Well, we we played in London, and some girls flew in from Brazil just to catch the show. I was like, wow. Those are, those, are, those are to me diehard fans that really care about, especially Sky. Like that. Remember that girl got you. You got a signature on her chest, or what was that? Yeah, on her on the side of her body, she got a uh, my signature tattooed on her. Yeah, she's a diehard man. Yeah, hardcore, right? Oh it's yeah. Crazy. But our fans, our fans are absolutely amazing, and they always spread the word. They're like in our, we do contests, and they're always like coming up with the coolest creative stuff. And some of the fan art that we get is really really cool. So yeah, we're we're in love with our fans just as much as they must love us. So. That's cool. Love, love, love relationship. Yeah, we want to make sure that we, we, we really work hard at trying to maintain it with them. And we hope they understand when we're a little behind on things because we always are, are like, oh, we're going to get this vlog video done or this. Yeah, but it really is just the two of us <laughs> doing everything. So. <laughs> so we get a little behind, but yeah. everybody seems to be understanding. We never get any messages telling us to F off or anything. Everybody seems to be really supportive so far. 
Cool, cool. Well, I want to I want to thank both of you for taking time to do the interview. Uh, I really appreciate it. I know how busy and hardworking you are, and I'm looking forward to uh, new material, new videos, and hopefully one day being able to see you guys play live. Awesome. Thanks, Sean. Well, thanks for having us, and we enjoyed the interview. And uh, yeah, can't wait to uh, tour the state. Cool. Yeah, hopefully we'll get to meet properly. Thanks so much, dude. Uh, oh no, no, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, everybody out there, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. My guests have been Sumo Psycho. Uh, check back later for more interviews with more great bands like this band. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of Unclaimed Bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.